Hey everyone, welcome back to Prosecco Theory. How are you doing today, Michelle? I am feeling bleh. Um, <laughs> I understand. That's why we're doing the episode we are today. That's right. All we want to do is curl up under blankets, have some wine, and watch some movies. It seems to be consistent this time of year. I think this is our way of hibernating. It's cold, it's dark, mm-hmm. and on top of that, everything's shutting down again. We're basically going to hit the highlights of some of our favorite movies, and maybe it'll be a good suggestion list for you as well while you were turtling. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what turtling is. <laughs> Turtling is a word that my daughters, I think, made up. Maybe they heard it somewhere else. But that's what they call it when they take a blanket and put it over them, including their heads, and they have a tablet or a laptop or something in their lap, and they sit there under a blanket and watch a movie. They'll say, we're going to go turtle. I don't know what it makes me think of, but it doesn't sound appropriate, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them do it. It just It's a weird name. So basically what's happening here, everyone, is that uh, we're fucking tired and (laughs) we put a lot of time and effort and work into the last couple episodes and this one we'd like to phone it in for you. So we knew that someday we would do this episode, which is kind of more light and fun. Although if you saw how many pages of material Michelle has right now. This girl has seen more movies than a blockbuster. (laughs) I got really excited and I was just trying to make lists of movies that I have really liked over the years. And then I was like, well, I need to know what year these came out. And so I started organizing them by decade and then by year within the decade. It's literally like three pages, two columns, single spaced people. That is true. But I stand by it because I just kept thinking of other ones. Like today I was getting ready to print it and then I was like, Oh, wait, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Remember that movie? <laughs> I do remember that movie, but I would never put it on like my list of movies. Like, I think you have more movies on your list than maybe I've seen in the last five years. Probably. But this is not a list of three pages of my favorites. I do have my little list of favorites. We'll get to that in a minute. Because my page, which is half a page, (laughs) is just my favorite movies. Right. No, I basically was like, there's something notable or nostalgic or zeitgeisty about each one of these. I'm sorry, what? Zeitgeist. Uh, The fuck does that mean? When something gets into the zeitgeist, it like becomes a part of the culture. There are quotes from it that people say. It's a... (laughs) Jesus. Cats. (laughs) It's just a orange cat wrestling match going on. Everything's fine. No, it's like, there are just pieces of it that, I mean, maybe it was just my own personal zeitgeist, but like, it just got into my head and stuck with me for some reason. And some of them were because they were fucking ridiculous. Like, Sausage Party. Did you ever see that from (laughs) 2016? Unfortunately, no. Holy shit. It is so dumb. (laughs) Um, But I did get a little high and I laughed my ass off. So, you know. Oh, well. It's like... Stuff like that best in show one of those types of movies that's real good when you're real high oh best in show is good anytime okay so when i made this big list i pulled out several that i would put on my like all-time favorites list and that they changed over time and so i kept them all and they range my entire life so four decades of movies and i ended up with 18 and then you pulled some of those on your list out and how many did you end up with Interesting. I also selected 18 as my favorites. That is strange. What I'm wondering is how many you're going to have on your list that I've never seen and how many I'm going to have that you've never seen. Well, I am also wondering that as I look at your very intimidating three sheets of paper, because I feel that you've seen many more movies than me. And I will say (laughs) that that is one of the things that I actually miss the most during the quarantine is going to movies in the theater. Uh Uh-huh. I have asked that question of several people, like, what is the first thing you will do when life gets back to, quote, normal? And they're like, oh, travel. And I'm like, no, no, no. The first thing you're going to do. What is it going to be? It always takes them a minute. And I'm like, no, go to a fucking movie theater. Yeah. That is it. Maybe stop at a bar and sit at the bar first and have a drink and then go to the movie theater. You just described a second date. Perfect. (laughs) I'd like to go on one of those too. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you go first. Tell me one. Well, okay. One of my favorite all-time movies from 2008 is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Naturally. Also kind of a dumb, funny movie, but I fucking love it. No, that's a great movie. I've probably seen it 25 times every time it's on TV. I just really, really love Kristen Bell, and I really, really love Jason Segal, so... I do have a funny story about that movie, too. Oh, yeah? 
if you haven't seen it, I'm not really ruining anything for you, but Jason Segal's character has this vision, because he's a musician, of creating a Dracula musical with puppets. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) And there's this scene where he and Mila Kunis are sitting at a bar in Hawaii, and without him knowing, she goes and tells them that he is going to perform a song from his musical Dracula that he's writing. So they announce it, and he's all uncomfortable, and she kind of, like, pressures him into going up there, so he does. And, of course, it's totally out of context, so everybody at the bar is, like, really confused. But he sings this song. He's singing from Dracula's perspective. And he goes, it's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. And so... <laughs> When I had my first daughter, I remember, you know, it's like so such a weird time when you come home from the hospital because you go back and forth from being like euphoric, exhausted and crying. And what the fuck have I done? So anyway, I remember talking to my sister on the phone and I was in my daughter's nursery and I was in the rocking chair and I was rocking her and she was sleeping and I was talking to my sister on the phone and she said, how's it going? Just without even thinking, I go... It's getting kind of hard. (laughs) Things are going to get better. That was exactly how I felt in that moment. Fortunately, they did get better because someday I actually got to sleep again. Yeah, that one took a Um, while. That's not the only reason I love that movie, though. It is so funny and so cute. So definitely right up there for me. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, you go. Okay, well, these are in chronological order on my all-time favorites list. Because I like spreadsheets. But I think I'll just pick something from the middle here. On this list, I have a hard time ranking them. But right up somewhere near the top. um, It's so hard. You're going to say them all eventually. I know. It's so hard to choose. Okay. Um, um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's an intense one. Yes. And fucking fantastic. That's a departure from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It is. Yes. (laughs) I have some like that on here too. Don't worry. What do you love about that movie? I just love the relationship between Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman's characters so much. These two guys that come from really different places, who've had really different lives, who end up finding what they have in common. And it's just fucking beautiful. I don't know. It's kind of heartbreaking. And it's beautiful. It's been a long time since I've seen that. It is a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay, you go. Let's see. I have some movies on my list that are movies from when I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. They came out when I was super young, but I saw a lot of them because I have three older sisters. (laughs) So (laughs) the things that they showed me, I was probably too young for most of them. But I'm going to say Fortress. That's from 1985. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's kind of a little bit scary. It's more of a thriller. But it's basically about this teacher and all of her students get kidnapped. Ooh. And it's like the whole process of them being kidnapped by these guys who wear these crazy masks all the time and them trying to get away and escape. It was very impactful because I was way too young to have watched it. Yeah, you were five. <laughs> Well, I don't know that we watched it the year that it came out, but I was probably somewhere between five and seven, I would say. It is actually a really good movie. I've gone back and watched it as an adult, Mm. and um, it was well done and certainly memorable. So if you want an old 80s thriller movie about a bunch of kids getting kidnapped and trying to escape. That sounds right up my alley. It gets a little dark, too, I will say kind of shows you what human beings become capable of at any age, kind of like Lord of the Flies, which is not one of the ones on my favorites list, but is a movie on my list. So speaking of movies that you shouldn't watch when you're young, uh, my brother and I got in trouble once because we rode our bikes up to the like local movie store you know, when you used to go into a store and <laughs> yeah. rent a movie. Like a Blockbuster or something. Yeah, except it was just, you know, the neighborhood video. Like, Oh, okay. The, right, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even Blockbuster. And, you know, it was just some fucking bored teenager behind the desk, and so he didn't give a shit that there were two kids in there renting monkey shines. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what year that came out, but I know that we must have been... Uh, in my mind, I was like eight and he was five, but there's no chance in hell we would have been left home alone for us to like ride our bikes a mile. So maybe we were 10 and seven. I don't know. But we rented that and went home and watched it. And I threatened my brother with <laughs> life and limb so yeah. that he didn't tell my parents. But then he ended up having nightmares. 
Uh, I mean, it's a terrible movie. It's like these little fucking monkeys that get a hold of like barber shears. Not, what are those called? The the razors, the like straight razor. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, it's just killer monkeys. It's terrible. It's not <laughs> at all a good movie. No one should watch it. But I ended up getting in some big trouble because we were not supposed to do that. Any piece of that story. (laughs) We were not supposed to do any of it. After that, my parents had a restriction on our account at the video store. Seriously? Yes. So that we could not rent R-rated movies anymore. That is so funny. Whoops. <laughs> this is not on my list either, but I watched Pet Cemetery at mm. a friend's house once. Oh, yes. We watched it with her parents. And I was like eight, maybe. Oh, my God. I know. I thought I was fine until I went to bed that night. I think maybe that was the last time I ever crawled in bed with my parents in the middle of the <laughs> night. But it definitely scared the shit out of me. Maybe that's why I don't like scary, scary movies. movies much nowadays. Maybe. I have trauma. Pet Cemetery. we watched that at my eighth grade birthday party. Oh. Oh, yes. We had a big co-ed party, and then the boys left, and the girls spent the night. But my, quote, boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> who I think we maybe held hands, and that was it, mm-hmm. was there, and we were, like, on the couch, and everyone's lounged all over the floor and in the chairs and on the couches and whatever, watching this movie, and everybody kept, like, looking back at us, like, are they going to make out? Are they going to make <laughs> out? And no, guys, no, we did not make out. No. Well, it's not like it was a romantic comedy. <laughs> right. No, I've always liked the scary movies, clearly, so... Your turn. I said Fortress. Now it's your turn. Speaking of scary movies, on my all-time favorite list is Cabin in the Woods from 2011. I don't even know what that is. I fucking love that movie. I might make you watch it at some point. It is hilarious and scary, but like campy, but really well done. It is so, so good. I really don't want to say much about it because there's so many things I could give away. I Um, might be able to watch it now. I did watch Get Out the other day. That is also on my list. Now I just gave you two. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, Get Out is a fucking incredible movie. It is good. I mean, was it scary? It was scary at the end. Yeah. When everything like climaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of a different word. (laughs) You don't want things to be scary at the climax. That's not what we're looking for. Scary good. I guess. (laughs) But it was really interesting and good. And it was more like uncomfortably strange. Well, it's definitely a thriller. And it's really fucking uncomfortable. It's all about racial inequality, Mm -hmm. racial tensions, right? And it's a very visceral, like in-your-face version of it. Mm -hmm. Good old Jordan Peele, man. He's fucking killing it. Debut, yeah, too? yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm okay, sorry, I just made you do two. Well, now you do two. I will stick with this theme from my youth then and say two more from that era. One being this movie called American Anthem from 1986. I don't think I've heard that? of that either. It's like a gymnastics movie. Oh. The main characters are all gymnasts. Some of them have like school of hard knocks, rough life. Mm. They work out their frustrations at home and sexual tension oh. in the gym. And then there's like a big competition at the end where someone's trying to score a perfect 10, you know. Naturally. <laughs> that actually sounds like something I would have loved, but I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll watch it sometime. <laughs> Obviously something I sat and watched with my sisters as well. And then another one from that era, I would say Mystic Pizza. Mm, yes. Julia Roberts' debut. It was, I think, her very first movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good because she was so young and it's just about these three, well, I was going to say three close girlfriends, but two of them are sisters. And I don't know. I just really liked this story. I think I obviously have like a sentimental attachment to it as well because we yeah. watched it a lot when I was growing up. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mystic Pizza was from 1988. Yes. So if I had to ever put number one movie of all time, it would probably be The Princess Bride. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not what I would have expected. Yeah. yeah. Princess Bride, 1987. That was such a huge piece of my youth. We watched that all the time. I've and my seen family, that a lot, too. My family would quote from it constantly. Like, we watched it a lot. And it holds up. Yeah. So I would put that one up there. Have you watched it with your kids yet? My daughter, she's seen it, but my son hasn't. Okay, not that I'm asking you to actually pick your favorite movie of all time, because it really is impossible, and I'm feeling guilty about all the other movies on this list because I just said that one. (laughs) But if I made you, if I forced you to tell me what's the top movie, what would it be? 
I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club. Oof, good choice. Love that movie. Also from my youth, but I've watched it so many times as an adult, too. I don't think I even watched it until I was at least a teenager. I didn't see it as a kid, but it came out in 85, so I would have been six. Oh, yeah. It's such a classic. So good. One of the things I love about Pitch Perfect, which we've talked about a million times, Mm -hmm. is that they use so much of that movie in developing the love story. And then at the end of the movie, they incorporate it into the song Mm -hmm. that they're singing. So I really love... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) It's Pitch Perfect. I think people will be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. I really love that movie. Mm -hmm. Always. The thing that I love the most about it is that they take these extremely different people from kind of like different cliques in their high school which is princess right the loser yeah (laughs) which is this age-old story that just keeps repeating itself right with every generation yep and then you know they all come together and end up being vulnerable for a variety of different reasons and having sort of that depth building moment where they realize Mm -hmm. that we're not so different they're all all. kind of fucked up you know like they're all fucked up in different ways we're all fucked up some more apparent than others so I actually think it's a really important movie because it got to a bunch of people who might not otherwise hear that lesson. Well, and there was a character for everyone to relate to in the movie. For the most part, yeah. It really just speaks to there's always something deeper going on that you don't know about. Like, everyone's going through something. Don't judge. Right. That's it. Just be kind. Don't think you know anything about anyone, really. Yeah. That's hard in high school because it tends to all be about that image you put out there. It'd be interesting if somebody remade that movie now. They've been remaking so many classics. Don't touch it. I know. I'm just (laughs) saying, like, in theory, because of the impact of social media. Mm -hmm. I feel like that movie has been remade a million times. So, number ones are out of the way. Okay, I'm not ranking from there. Tell me one, the next one, anyone. I'm going to go with The Sixth Sense. The one with the big twist. I feel like that was the first movie that had, like, the, oh, fuck, big twist at the end. And then there was a bunch of, like, copycats that did it after that. I don't feel confident speaking to the, that that's the first Because who the fuck knows? But certainly the first in my memory. I was 20, so it was 1999. And yeah, that was one that it kind of blew my mind just because it was one of those things that we're not going to go down the spoiler route here, guys. So don't worry. That's one where you definitely can't Oh, absolutely not. But I will say it was so brilliant how it was done because it was there for you the whole time. That's very similar to, have you seen that movie, The Others? I love that movie kind of a similar ending where it's like oh this was there the whole time too Mm -hmm. but you didn't see it they're very artfully presenting it exactly yeah so that you wouldn't see it it's hard to say much about that one without ruining it exactly don't want to spoil anything for anybody although if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense by now get it the fuck together your turn okay the next one I'm gonna pick for my list is Children of Men ooh good one I love that movie that is dark It is poignant, dark, a little twisted. Uh There's components of it that remind me of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh It's kind of like a dystopian type story. Mm -hmm, Very much. I love Clive Owen. Oh, yes. He is a bit of a heartthrob to me. He always has been. He's a sexy man. He is. But I love his character in the movie, too. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't try to be anything, like, super inspiring. It just, like, kind of strips everything away and is like, this is humanity. Yeah, it's pretty raw. Staring you in the face. Yeah. Like, this is what's going to happen when the world falls apart. I mean, and even just the way the film is shot, it just kind of has this, like, grayish undertone the whole time. It's very dark. Yeah. Anyway, I just feel Uh like it's moving and thoughtful. The first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that fucking stayed with me. Yeah. So it's definitely on my list. Well, speaking of dark, The Ring is on my list. Oh, God. (laughs) I, oh my God, I loved that movie. Believe it or not, I've actually seen that. That is scary as fuck. How did you survive? Who I was trying to fuck to see that movie, but... That must have been it. That movie, like, I love scary movies, and I can hang with almost anything except for it, because don't need to see creepy clowns. I draw the line. But basically any other thriller, horror, I can hang. That one was shot so brilliantly. I remember one scene where there was like a bedspread on a bed in an empty room and the bedspread was all the way to the floor. And I was positive that something was going to be under that bed and like come out from under that bedspread. (laughs) God. But it wasn't. They had everything set up that it was just tension at all times. And I fucking love that. It's such adrenaline. What is wrong with you? So many things. (laughs) 
that is the least of them, I'm sure. But yeah, I fucking love that movie. And I've actually never seen the original Japanese version. Oh, I didn't know there was oh, an yeah. original Japanese version. Most of version. those movies have original Japanese versions. Really? The Grudge. Yeah, all those things. Do you remember, this is not on my list, but it just reminds me, when the Blair Witch Project came out. Oh, that's on my list. Not the like all-time favorites, but oh yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater mm-hmm. and being scared shitless. Did you think it was real? No, I didn't think it was real. Oh, okay. Did you? No, they were marketing it trying to make people think that it was like a documentary, that it was real. Well, shit, I don't remember now. Maybe I believed it. I just remember being really fucking freaked out. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, it was hard to watch because the shaky, like, you know, home video style. Right. That it was disorienting. A lot of people ended up with vertigo. Oh, or seriously? not like got vertigo from it, but if somebody had vertigo, Made nauseous, yeah. it spurred it on, whatever. But yeah, that was one that I like. And I don't want to walk next to this bush in the parking lot when oh, I get out of here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. Okay, so we know that whatever you're about to say is not a scary movie, but what is it? Yeah, I think I'm going to lighten it up a little and go to a kid's movie. Oh, perfect. I have some kid's movies on my list that I love, and I think were really well done. And probably my favorite kid's movie of all time is Hotel Transylvania. That is so random. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've even seen it. Really? No. Oh, man. My kids have. (laughs) There's three of them, actually, and I love them all. But the first one, I just remember watching it being like, oh, my God, I love this. And I mean, I love Adam Sandler and him as Dracula. There's nothing better. So I do have on kids movies. We love Hotel Transylvania one through three. And they came out in 2012, 2015 and 2018. Just FYI, for those who might make fun of my spreadsheets, I have information. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) And then the last Hotel Transylvania, the third one. They go on a cruise, mm-hmm. which my kids love because we had gone on a cruise like the year uh, before yes. that came out. Anyway, they're just super fun, cute movies. And I guess I would say like kind of unexpected. I did not expect to love it as much as I did. We've seen it several times. Gotcha. Do you have a kid's movie on your list? I have kid's movies from when I was a kid. Okay. I will start with The Dark Crystal, oh. which that came out in 1982. I don't believe I watched it right away because I would have been three, but I definitely remember watching it pretty young. I always loved it. And then I didn't understand why other people were scared of it, but it's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. The characters are pretty fucking creepy. There's some creepy kids. I mean, I feel like they've softened it up a little. Did you ever oh, watch yeah. The Watcher in the Woods? That <laughs> yes. was like a Disney movie, right? Yeah, it was terrifying. It was fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've definitely uh, softened the edges a bit on some of those things. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. My daughter and I watched The Dark Crystal this summer. We have I have a whole list of movies. I called it um, Her School of Film. It's just in my phone in a note, and I'm just checking them off as we go. And it's all the movies that I loved as a kid that I'm, like, making her watch with me. And so far, she's digging most of them. See, I think that's amazing because whenever I suggest a movie from when I was a kid, my kids are like, Ugh. Oh, I didn't give her a choice. Oh, well. Here's, here's how I earned that is that she made me watch every single movie in the entire Star Wars canon and wanted me to watch all seven seasons of the animated Clone Wars, okay. which I definitely got out of most of, but I have watched a lot of it. Okay. But we bargained. Okay. So yeah, she was getting me to watch all the Star Wars, which I've seen a bunch of the Star Wars movies, but I hadn't seen them all. And she's obsessed. And so I got her to watch some of mine. And we have a separate list that's like films that she can watch that help us talk about racial inequality and and a lot of what was going on this year and to kind of put that into a context that she could better understand and then mm-hmm. we could talk about. So it's give and take. My kids would just make me watch like a bunch of YouTube and Gilmore Girls. So uh, Gilmore Girls, I could probably do with them. I fucking refuse to watch YouTube. I watch I a lot of friends. Well, that I've seen every single episode. So. Yes. I know you and my older daughter probably know more about that series than anyone I've ever met. Well, my ex and I quote from it almost every time we talk. (laughs) And so does my friend Tasha. So there's a movie that was from my youth that I definitely want to share with my kids. It's on my list and it's The Sandlot. Oh, hell yeah. I love that movie so much. That came out... 1993. Exactly. Later than I thought. You know, it's like one of those... There's so many of these. It's a baseball movie that's not about baseball. I mean, it's about baseball and the love of baseball being the thing yeah. that brings the all these kids together. 
but it's also just like a coming of age story. And I just love the main character, how he's trying to use baseball to find a way to fit in and how he learns how to do that while he's learning the game. Mm -hmm. And I love, love, love baseball and watching baseball. So it's just really well done. And it's a great movie. And so I had to throw it on there. What about League of Their Own. Oh, I love that movie, too. That is a great so movie. So much. That could probably be on my list, but I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> That's, it's seen. on mine. <laughs> I've seen that movie a lot. Um, did you ever see The Natural? Yeah. I used to love that movie. That's a good movie. There were a couple, like, old Clint Eastwood movies that I... No, that was Robert Redford, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all before my time. Okay, so this doesn't make as much sense, but The Natural, Robert Redford, and Escape from Alcatraz which was Clint Eastwood. For whatever reason, in high school, I was like really into those two old movies. The Robert Redford movie I was really into was The Horse Whisperer. I don't think I ever saw that. Dude, he's sexy. Oh, I know. One of my coworkers is in her early 70s. Mm-hmm. And when we set up her workstation, we were like, okay, we got to come up with like a good desktop picture for her. Mm-hmm. And I found this probably 40-year-old picture of Robert Redford. I mean, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more. Because fuck, he's probably, how old is he now? Oh, look. He's got to be in his 80s. Holy shit. He's currently 84 years old. Yeah. Anyway, we found a hot picture of him. He was probably 35 or 40 in this picture and put it on her computer screen. And so when she came in, once the desk was all set up, she was like, "Ooh, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see here. Next on my list in no particular order, the game. Do you remember the game? I don't think so. Michael Douglas, Sean Penn. Oh, God, it's so good. I don't know if I ever saw it. It's from 97. They're brothers. God, I don't want to say too much, but it's basically like if an escape room was your real life. Oh, no wonder you love it. (laughs) I know. So good. That's awesome. Yes. Your turn. Next on my list, I'm going to go with Legends of the Fall. Oh, God, yeah. 94. Good old Brad. Oh, Brad. He's just hot at every age. That girl is really creepy. That was creepy? Yes. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Why is that creepy? I don't know. I mean, I don't like do it to people. (laughs) It's just for your benefit. (laughs) You just did it to me and it was creepy. I recommend you don't do it to people. (laughs) Good news is that I don't. Anyway. He looks good now, and he's he's, he's at least 50. Be, he's going to be hot no matter how old he is. He is sexy. He is super sexy in that movie. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, of course, it's a Montana movie, so I'm a yeah. sucker for it. But <laughs> I love the story. I love, oh, I can't say too much without giving it away, but, like, the part with him and the bear. Mm-hmm. You know, like. They cuddle. <laughs> I'm trying really to figure sweet. out what to say. And I thought, was it Julie Ormond was in that movie? (laughs) She did such a good job just playing, like, the tortured Mm -hmm. woman that finds her way into that family. Yes, that is a good one. Okay, what do you have next? Let's see. Office Space. Oh, I have that on my list. Not as one of my top, but... It's fucking great. Anybody who's ever worked in an office environment or corporate America, that movie is going to be a cold classic if it's not already. Oh, I think it is. I still quote from that movie. I often talk about my stapler (laughs) at work. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. I was told I could play my music at a reasonable volume. (laughs) It's just fucking brilliant. And I've seen it 8 billion times. It is a brilliant movie. I love it. I've seen it so many times as well. Yes. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. How many pieces of flair was considered successful? I believe it was 37. And was Jennifer Aniston, was that before or after Friends? 1999, she was halfway through Friends. Okay. She was famous at the Mm -hmm. time. Okay. Okay, next on my list, I'm going to say Juno. Oh, hell yeah. I love Juno. I love Ellen Page in that role. She's just so smart, and the writing is so smart. Mm -hmm. Is that Diablo Cody? Yes, and she won the Oscar that year for that movie. It's just really smart writing, and that's why I also have Easy A on my list. Oh, okay. I love that movie. I love Emma Stone. I do, too. And, like, both her and Ellen Page kind of have that quick, sharp mm-hmm. wit, and the writing is there, and they're the perfect characters for it. And even though the plot of both movies, it could totally tank and be stupid, but it's because they have the excellent writing and then the excellent cast mm-hmm. that... It's really, like, witty, and everyone's, like, really quick on their feet. So I love those two movies for that reason. 
it's not on my like all-time favorites list, but another Emma Stone movie that I fucking love is um, Crazy Stupid Love. I knew you were going to say that. I love that I movie love so, much, so much, too. Yeah, I love so the good. dirty dancing moment. <laughs> <laughs> she broke her wrists doing that. What? Yeah. Or something. Fuck, now I'm not going to remember. Do you ever watch Graham Norton? Probably not. Um, I know who he is. Okay, I don't watch so, him. I've never actually watched an episode of Graham Norton's chat show from the UK, but I have seen 8 billion clips. I guess I go down Facebook or YouTube rabbit holes. Okay. You know. Yeah. I feel like that was the story. I know that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were on the show at the same time. They must have been promoting the movie or something. And they were talking about that scene and... Now I'm not going to fucking remember, but... I thought she didn't do it. I thought I read that she was too scared to do that. Maybe that's what it was. Like, she had a panic attack. That's why, like... Fuck, I don't know what I'm talking about. That scene is from, like, far away, and you can see them inside the house, and because that's not her, I don't think. Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) But I don't remember. (laughs) But whatever it was, it was a great story, so you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Since we said crazy... Not on my list, but I just have to mention Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that is a great movie. I love that movie mostly because I love the fashion in it so much. I think I watched that on a plane. And Aquafina is so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> She's amazing. Okay, well, while we're in that kind of category, um, Mean Girls. Ugh, Mean Girls. What am I wearing right now? Oh, Megan's shirt currently says, boo, you whore. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I love that movie just... so much, too. So this is when I started to feel really old, though, is when I'm looking at the years that these movies came out. Mm-hmm. And Mean Girls came out in 2004. Yeah. How in the fuck is that true? Also, several of those girls were not high school age when they played of their kids. Like not. Rachel McAdams playing no. Regina George. She's probably like 27. So how old do you think she feels when she thinks about that? I don't care. I feel old. (laughs) This is about me right now. Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) It blows my mind. Some of these movies I was looking up to write down, to make note of, so I wouldn't forget if we ended up talking about them or whatever. And that was one of them that just made me do a double take. Because how in the fuck has it been 16 years? I don't know. That's crazy. Bring It On was 20 years ago. I know. That's so strange to me. It's nuts. That's a funny one. It's, uh, there's some problematic language in it these days. Of course. Um, but it's definitely hilarious. Yeah, um, some of this shit is Sweet just... Home Alabama was from 2002. <laughs> that is a silly little movie. It's cute. I like it. It is a cute movie. Yeah. There was um, another one that surprised me. Oh, The Sweetest Thing is from 2002. Fuck, I love that movie so much. I feel like pina coladas. <laughs> How do you not know what a glory hole is? <laughs> oh, that movie oh is great. Okay. All right. Is that on your list? No, I was okay. just mentioning it. Okay, I did Mean Girls. Okay, I'm going to do holiday movie and say The Family Stone. Mm. I watch that every single Christmas. I totally love it so much. It's definitely right up there with another movie on my list that we watch every holiday. I don't know if it's on yours. It's on mine, too. Go ahead and say it. No, I'll let you say it. (laughs) Oh, now or no? No. No. Okay. (laughs) But The Family Stone is Sarah Jessica Parker, and it was, I think, right around the time that Sex and the City had wrapped. Mm. It's a totally different character for her. She's very, like, anxious and high-strung and uptight. The cast is amazing. It's mm-hmm. like Diane Keaton and Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson and just like so many great people in that movie. And it's a really touching and yet hilarious at the same time family movie. I just love it. I watch it every single year. I think I've only seen it once or twice. Well, we're going to have to watch it this year. Okay. Sign me up. That's the thing is that right now... I could just sit and watch movies. I mean, I can't, actually. But I could sit and watch movies all day and be happy mm-hmm. and do nothing else. We're going to have to schedule a few of those days oh, yes, pretty please. soon, I think. Let's fucking do that. <laughs> um, so the other one that I do watch every single year, and you do as well, is Love Actually. Classic. 2003, that, that one movie. came out. And I think I maybe have only missed two years since then. I've watched it every single year. I love it. I'm not sure it's a very good movie, but I don't care. <laughs> and I think that they even address that in the very beginning when Bill Nye is recording that song and he fucking can't get it right. And then he finally gets it right. And he says to his manager, like, oh, God, it's shit. And his manager says, yep, 
solid gold shit. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's that's solid gold shit. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect. It's fucking feel good. It's heartbreaking. It's There's heartwarming. Like several storylines yes. and you just kind of fall in love with all the characters. We should show our kids soon. We should. And we, ha- we have to do an honorable mention for the holiday, that movie, oh. while we're talking about holiday movies. It's not on my list, but the one with Kate Winslet oh, and yes. Cameron Diaz. Do watch that every year, too, where they do the house switch mm-hmm. for, like, the little cottage in snowy England and the sunny mansion in L.A., and they kind of live each other's lives for a yeah. while. There are a lot of holiday movies that I think aren't very good but are nostalgic. And then there are a couple that are fucking great. First of all, I think we're all living home alone this year. That's like a documentary <laughs> yeah, right now. I know, right? But, you know, A Christmas Story is classic. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that every year. Family Man. Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Oh. It's a good one. Is that Abigail Breslin, the kid? I think so, yeah. How the fuck did I just pull that out of my ass? I don't know. (laughs) Wow, okay. Okay, so just a quick little... I hate doing the list thing, but I'm just going to list a couple, though, because I think this is the time of year. Everybody wants to hunker down and watch some movies. So uh, Gremlins, first of all. Fucking great. Mm -hmm. There is much debate about whether Die Hard is a holiday movie or not. (laughs) But it seems to end up on every list of holiday movies. It absolutely is. Scrooged. Remember that one? Oh, I love Scrooge. Uh-huh. Every well, time it's on TV, I watch it. Bill Murray is a fucking badass. I love Bill Murray. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, obviously. Yes. Shitter's full. <laughs> the um, shitter was full. Um, Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. <laughs> So good. And then more recently, A Bad Mom's Christmas, which was fun, stupid, silly, but fun. And um, Elf. Don't forget Elf. Oh, we did talk. Did we talk about Elf? No. Did we talk about Elf in the first thing that we cut that yes. they're not supposed to yep. know about? Perfect. Yep. Great. <laughs> Elf. Don't forget about Elf. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that I've seen only once, but I feel like I should watch it again. It's kind of like a new stoner classic Christmas movie from 2015. It's Seth Rogen, The Night Before. Right. <laughs> it is so dumb and so funny and so great. Is that what it's called? The Night Before. What was the yep. one we went to in the theater last year? Last Christmas. Last Christmas. With, that was cute. Um, uh, oh, what the fuck is her name? The hot guy from oh Crazy Rich Asians. Henry Golding. Golding is his name, but her name, I am not okay with myself at the moment that I don't is remember that, like, this. Lord of the Rings or no, something? No, no, no. Oh, you Jesus. heathen. Oh, no, no. Game the other one that everyone watches. Yeah, I always get those two Game confused. Of She's Khaleesi. Why can't I think of her goddamn name? She's the mother of dragons. This is not okay with me. <laughs> I don't know. Emily? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Okay. Jesus. Feel better? Don't worry, everyone. I figured it out. Okay. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? I don't know. I'm going to say for my next movie, Center Stage. <laughs> You're welcome, Aaron. Aaron and I both love this movie. It's from 2000. It's about a girl who's a dancer that goes to dance with this company in New York and the whole seedy inner world of ballet dancing and the competitiveness and the eating disorders. And who's in that? I always think it's Julia Stiles, but that's the other one. No, that's Save the Last Dance, which is a cheesy, fun movie from when we were younger. Um, It is (laughs) Zoe Saldana. The main character's actually have dance backgrounds Mm -hmm. so they weren't all that well known okay you know what movie i've seen more than i care to admit is step up (laughs) (laughs) channing tatum and jenna mike uh well yes he was in that it was before then though your Um, your microphone's named after him i am currently speaking into a microphone named magic mike mine's mr midnight that's right yeah that is a wonderful terrible movie That reminds me of another one on my list. What's that? The Cutting Edge. Oh, from my God. Too big. <laughs> yes. We transition from the seedy <laughs> underworld of ballet to the cheesy, to corny, rich bitch underworld of, of ice, ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> this total bitch has to be a pair skater with. Like a former hockey player. Yeah, it's Moira Kelly and D.B. Sweeney. D.B. Sweeney. Yes. God. God, I used to watch that so much in high school with my girlfriends. The Cutting Edge? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we were only like 12 when it came out. You were 12. Oh, well. It came out in 92. I was 13 and I was in high school. I have to read you this text I got from my sister the other day. (laughs) My sister sent it. It said, 
The cutting edge is on TV. I told the boys all evening plans are now canceled. <laughs> they are laughing at me watching some dumb old skating movie. And then she sent a ice skate emoji. Yes. <laughs> and so I found a gift of them doing the Pemchanko. <gasps> the Pemchanko. Like, look, look. <laughs> and I said, a classic. Oh, my God. And then the funny thing was my sister who sent it said, you should do a podcast on movies from your childhood. And I said, we already have a movie episode on our list. Guess uh, what? It is in the Here works. Here it is. Another childhood one for me was Labyrinth. Oh, that's a good one. That scared me a little, too. I don't know why. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Was it David Bowie's huge package? <laughs> was that was scary? <laughs> no? I didn't fully process that until just this moment. Oh, my God. It is. It's a character of its own. <laughs> I don't think that's what scared me, but I have a whole new appreciation for it now. It's it's a thing. I, I watched that one with my daughter this summer as well and was quite taken like, with the uh, whoo, cod piece he oh, had going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie, I think that it sort of holds up until you get to the, like, she ate the, you know, LSD spiked peach and everything yeah. went weird. Once it gets to that point, I'm not interested anymore, but I did stick it out so that my daughter could see the whole thing. That was on the rewatch list a lot when I was a kid. Closely along with both Ewok movies also, which I think my brother and I are the only two people in the history of the world, maybe my cousin also, who enjoyed the Ewok movies. They were told, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. Everybody, <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm are, digging into my memory. No, time. you probably didn't see them. I think they went straight to TV. I don't even know. Not even straight to video, straight to TV. <laughs> well, maybe to HBO or something. Like okay. We had them recorded on a VHS that we literally like hit record on the VCR to record oh, it yeah. off of HBO. We had so many VHS yeah. tapes with stuff recorded. Exactly. And then it was like handwritten on uh-huh. the label. Yeah, and I still remember my dad's writing on there, Ewok Adventures, Aww. Caravan of Courage. The next one was the uh, Battle for Endor. Like, my daughter really wants to watch them since she made me watch the whole Star Wars canon, and those are the only two things she hasn't seen. Okay. I have them on DVD, and I've had them forever, but I don't have a way to watch DVDs. <laughs> I still have VHS tapes that are like home videos made on a camcorder. Oh, yeah. Of me like playing sports in high school and stuff. Yeah, I have a ton of those. And it's like my 13th birthday party and then my brother's soccer game. Somehow there's none of my like diving meets on there. That would have been much shorter footage than my brother's whole soccer game. It's because I didn't love you as much. I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've got some very fun dance routines in my backyard. Oh, yeah. To Paula Abdul when my dad learned how to strobe with the camera. God, did everybody do that? Yes. Yes, we did. I swear, me and my cousins did too. There was always like skits and performances at family reunions. Do you know why? Why? We didn't have fucking tablets. Uh, We didn't have iPads. We didn't have apps. We didn't have the fucking internet. We had to find stuff to do. do How old you sound right now? Yes. It's ridiculous. I told you, I feel old as fuck. Taking me back to something like, so family reunions, we always had to do like some sort of skit or performance or something. And I remember my sisters and cousins and stuff with their like big poofy hair from the (laughs) 80s and their bangs. And they would do like dances to songs and stuff. I bet they're just cringing right now listening to this. Hearts, two hearts that beat as one. Oh, God. I need you, I need you. I can't remember. There was definitely probably some Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. And some Paul Abdul. (laughs) Tiffany, maybe. We are a part of the rhythm nation. Oh, my God. Okay, whose turn is it? I don't fucking know. Rabbit hole. Mm, I'm not sure. I think I did Labyrinth last. Um, Next, I'm going to say The Kingdom from 2007. The Kingdom? Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Garner. I don't know it. Oh, it's really good. You would really like it, I think. Hmm. It's like a thriller, though, so it's kind of scary. You're telling me that? I'm fine. It's not like a thriller, like a scary movie with something like supernatural or whatever. Uh-huh. It's about war, basically. Mm. I can't really say what I love about it so much without like ruining the ending. Well, don't do that. But there was a bombing and they like assemble a team that goes into this other country and they're trying to recreate the scene because the bombing was on a base 
and figure out what happened. And they like lost a really good friend Mm -hmm. in that bombing. And so they're showing kind of what happens to them mentally as they go through that process. Interesting. I can't say much without giving a lot away, but it's really good. And I always thought it was really thought provoking. Jamie Foxx is so good in it. Hmm. I've seen it probably like four times, so you should check it out. But it's okay. it's always on my list of like one of my favorite movies. Good to know. I did assemble quite the list of movies that I've wanted to see and haven't seen from the last like 15 years while I was looking into all these. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that, that one. I wanted to see that. I never saw that. So now I've got my work cut out for me, but I will add The Kingdom to I my list. I can't believe that I had a movie that you haven't seen on I know. my list. <laughs> all right. What's your next one? Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. I fucking love that movie (laughs) so much. I only saw it once. Oh, my God. But I do remember it being very good. And then there's that Brad Pitt again. Ah, there he is. I do love that man. (laughs) So it's based on a book by Chuck Palahniuk, and he actually said he liked the movie better than the book. Mm. Yeah. The only movie I've ever liked better than the book is Wild Mm. with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I mean, the book was good, too, but it was just really well done, and she was really good in that role. I think that's the first movie that she made with her production company when she started all that, isn't it? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it was either the first or one of the first two or something like that. Like, she wanted to do a female-driven, female-led production company making movies of things that were written by females. None of this is making any sense, as I say. And, and loud, it's not about Fight Club at all. <laughs> that's fine, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, and she's doing some incredible work, actually. I really, really love what she's doing. I just listened to her total rabbit hole, as we do, um, <laughs> on Smartless, the new podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, which I heard, maybe I heard it from them <laughs> when I listened to it. <laughs> That makes sense. That Will Arnett was going to start a podcast in quarantine. Okay. As you do. Right. And Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes, like, got wind of it. I guess they're all friends, clearly. And they were like, yeah, no, we're doing that, too. And so they just <laughs> horned in on his new project. It's fucking great. Each week, one of the three of them brings on a guest that the other two don't know who it's going to be. Okay. And so really only one person's prepared to interview them. It's always a celebrity. They've had Jennifer Aniston, Melissa McCarthy. They started with Dax Shepard. They've done Adam Sandler. They did Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams. Sounds good. It's awesome. I love it. But they they had Reese Witherspoon on it. Almost as good as this podcast. It's clearly trying to be just (laughs) like this one. Obviously. Um, Speaking of Jason Bateman, I fucking love that man. I have a Jason Bateman movie on my list. On your top top? Yeah. Wait, let me guess. Hold on. Well, Juno. He's in Juno. Well, that's true. But another another one? Yeah. Is it Dodgeball? (laughs) Because he's amazing in Dodgeball. It's not Dodgeball, but I don't dispute that statement. He in Dodge. He's the best part of Dodgeball. I mean, Dodgeball is hilarious and ridiculous anyway, but like, he's just so funny in that movie. (laughs) Well, I liked Game Night with him recently, but you probably don't know about that one. I don't know if you've seen this movie. I feel like I've talked about it before. Is it Teen Wolf 2? It's Teen Wolf 2, isn't it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, it's not. I'm sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) Is it The Gift? No. God damn it. It's up in the air. Oh, yes. Have you seen that? Yeah, one time, a long time ago. Some of my favorite people. I've seen it multiple times. Anna Kendrick and George Clooney? Yep. Okay. I love Anna Kendrick and George Clooney and Jason Bateman. I love them all. Yeah. It's really good. I really like that movie. It's not surprising that that's on my list as well as Juno because Jason Reitman was the director. He directed Thank You for Smoking, which we love, Juno, Up in the Air, and then another movie called The Young Adult, which I haven't seen. Hmm. But obviously I'm a fan. Well, there you go. Two Jason Reitman movies on my list of tops. Well, I need to catch up because you are kicking my ass here. Okay. Let's see. You go. Amelie. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I ever saw that. It is fucking beautiful. Okay. I'm just gonna, we're gonna have to watch it. I'll make you watch it. Yeah, clearly I haven't seen it with that reaction because I think I would be like, oh yeah. It's French. Okay. It's it's gorgeous. Watch it with you sometime. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. And then let's see. Waiting for Guffman. Haven't seen that either. Oh my God. Okay. What is it even about? (laughs) A community theater play. It is hilarious. It's another Christopher Guest movie, like Best in Show. It's Parker Posey. 
I mean, he's got his kind of regular cast of characters, right? It's typically like Harry Shearer and Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge. And now I can't remember like who's in which movie because mm-hmm. they're all sort of <laughs> in all of them. But um, it is so, so funny. <laughs> Well, speaking of Parker Posey, another one on my list is Dazed and Confused. Oh, hell yes. I love that movie, and I fucking love her character in it. And she's like, fry like bacon, you little bitches. <laughs> little bitches. <laughs> that is some nostalgia right there. Oh, I, yeah. I used to listen to the soundtrack for that all the time. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that came out freshman year in high school for me. Of course, you know. Matthew McConaughey is like iconic. All right, all right, all right. All right. And uh, like Ben Affleck. Yes, and he's such a dick in that such movie. Such a dick. Just so funny because normally he plays like the affable good guy, the underdog, whatever. And he's just like an outright asshole in that movie. So that's a great one. Parker Posey. Yeah. We made the connection there. And she was in Best in Show, wasn't she? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the busy bee one. Yeah. She's the one who needs the busy bee. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I love Christopher Guest movies. He's hilarious. Okay, do another one of yours. Okay. Trainwreck. Oh, fucking love that movie. I mean. It is the greatest. That's my favorite Amy Schumer movie by far. Hell, yes. Is that your dick? (laughs) Have you fucked people with that? Where are they buried? You know who I love in that movie, too, is... John um, Cena. John Cena, yes. Yes. But um, Tilda Swinton... (laughs) She's oh like, God. you know, Amy, I like you. She's like, yeah. you're cute, but not pretty. <laughs> you're approachable, but not funny. I don't remember exactly oh what God. she says, but it's it's hilarious. She's awesome. Stop smiling. I smile when I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't want to see those gnashes. Gnashes. <laughs> so good. That movie is fantastic. <laughs> um, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, naturally. Love that movie so much. And it's going to be on Broadway. Someday. So I need COVID to go away and New York to... Open up. Open back up because I definitely want to see that one. That would be amazing. On Broadway. Mm -hmm. What else you got? Deadpool. (laughs) Have you seen Deadpool? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. I feel like I've seen it because I've seen so many, like, scenes from it. But I haven't actually sat down and watched the movie. It is so goddamn funny. I love Ryan Reynolds so much. He is hilarious. He's so good. And it is just, oh my God, it's so good. I don't want to say anything. It's just <laughs> fucking great. A throwback. Stand by me. Oh, yes. You know what I love about that movie is I feel like there's so many coming of age movies about young girls and young groups of girls that are mm-hmm. friends. It's like a real raw movie about a group of young boys kind of coming of age and the challenges and everything that they experience is some real like fucked up shit. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. That's I've a great movie. So many times. That was another big uh, high school movie for me. Mm-hmm. When did that one come out? 1986. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't in high school then, but I <laughs> guess I didn't watch it until high school. The last one on my favorites list, and I certainly have lots more on this piece of paper, uh, but is Booksmart. I sort of have this... God, I love that movie. From 1982 to 2019, like, where I was at in life, and, you know, it changed over time, but, yeah, yeah Booksmart. Booksmart I, kind of reminds me of, like, Juno and Easy A, yeah. with that, like, sharp, witty writing and great characters. Yeah. It just made me think of this. I did a quick, like... Jason Sudeikis is in that, and he's married to Olivia Wilde, although I heard they're getting divorced. They're splitting up, yeah. Damn it. That's I don't bad. know that they ever actually got married. I think they were engaged. Whatever. Okay. I, I was <laughs> highly invested in their relationship, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did a little bird walk in my brain just there to get to... There's a movie called Butter. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was from 2011, it's literally about a butter sculpting competition somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> oh my God. But Olivia Wilde plays a sex worker and she enters this competition. I mean, it's so strange and unassuming, but so good. <laughs> anyway, if you can find butter somewhere, watch it. Can we do... We don't even have to talk about them. Just a little honorable mentions list. Yes. Because I have some that I just would be remiss if I didn't say them. Fair enough. Okay, let's just do a lightning round. I'll say one, you say one. Okay, great. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes, this is fun. Okay, it's complicated. What we do in the shadows. (laughs) Those are nothing alike. (laughs) No, they're not. Heathers. Ooh, good one. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, Donnie Darko. Yes. Little Miss Sunshine. 
good one. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't question my lightning round I, choices. I'm not questioning. <laughs> There's no questioning happening here. Let's see. Gone Girl. Oof, good one. Knocked Up. <laughs> the Usual Suspects. Nice. School Ties. Fuck yeah. <laughs> God, I used to watch that movie all the time in high school, too. It's a good one. Okay. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Ooh. Yeah. The Goonies. Yes. Empire Records. That's a good one. <laughs> Toy Soldiers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> Willow. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, we watched that this summer. My daughter loved it. Oh, God. 12 Monkeys. Love 12 Monkeys. Election. Oh, another smart one. Fucking great. We should have made a category of just like smart, smart movies. movies. Yeah. Baby Mama. <laughs> what about Bob? Oh, what about Bob? <laughs> the Money Pit. Oh, my God. Ali Sheedy? No. Shelley Long. What am I thinking? Yeah, and Tom Hanks. Ali Sheedy is um, made to order. Mm, Same time frame. Okay. Well, obviously, The Big Lebowski. Yes. 16 Candles. Mm Mm-hmm. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Did you ever see that? No, but it just reminded me of Drop Dead Fred. Oh, my God. (laughs) My ex was Drop Dead Fred one year for Halloween. It was hilarious. (laughs) He dyed his hair bright orange and everything. We need to watch Drop Dead Gorgeous if you've never seen that. Okay. What about How to Be Single? Good one. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Weekend at Bernie's. Fuck yes. Um, The Burbs. Oh, The Burbs. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. We could do this all fucking night. (laughs) I know. We each get one more. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's a lot of pressure. I know. I got to go with Steel Magnolias. Okay. Oh, God. What do I do? If that's what we're doing, I have to go with the movie that I discovered this year that came out this year. That's why I discovered it this year. Palm Springs. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I've seen it like four times That's now. a good one. I feel like that has cult classic potential, too. Absolutely. And I love Andy Samberg so oh, much. It's so good. It's so good. There are so many good ones. Really quick, we need to do a, um, a little um, tribute to weird movies because I have a couple things to say. Okay. So you mentioned Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. which is definitely fucking weird. Well, Great and movie. I have issues with rabbits now after that movie. <laughs> I'm serious. Like That was adult. a really weird after Rabbity watching character. that and then watching the Christmas story again after that, remember when he wears that like rabbit outfit that his aunt oh, yeah. sewed for him? I was like, oh. ew, I don't <laughs> like this anymore. <laughs> so I wanted to do a quick mention of a couple movies that are definitely weird, but awesome. Lars and the Real Girl. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yes. Ryan Gosling and sex dolls. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it's kind of heartbreaking but also awesome and like so strange yeah there's one called the lobster from like 2015 it's colin farrell okay and the premise is that if you're single like if you hit a certain age and you're single or you then get divorced or something you are sent to this like resort except it's not quite that nice oh i was where i was all on board no 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 and you have I think it's like 40 days or maybe it's four months or something like that to find a relationship with somebody there mm-hmm. or you're turned into an animal. <laughs> and you can choose the animal, though. Okay. Most people pick dogs or cats or something like cuddly or cute. Hmm. Anyway, it's called The Lobster. It's bizarre. It sounds like one to watch when you're high. Kind of. It's really good. Hmm. And then let's see, possibly the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen. I don't want to tell anybody too much about it, but I feel like it's a movie that you either would, no, I was going to say you'd either love it or hate it, but I honestly don't know where I fall in that. So maybe that's not true. I definitely watched it with my jaw just dropped the whole time. It's a Terry Gilliam film. It's called Tidelands. It's from 2005 and it's Jeff Bridges and Jennifer Tilly. I honestly don't even want to say it. It's just so fucking weird. Okay. It's so weird. That's how I felt the first time I watched The Butterfly Effect. Mm. That movie is bizarre, too. Okay, this is way beyond that. Okay. Like, way fucking beyond that. Okay. Um, And then lastly, I'd like to mention a movie I've never actually seen, but somebody told me about it. It's called Teeth. It is about a girl who has teeth in her vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And today I went and watched the trailer and I was like, huh, yep. Oh, odd. How do movies like that get made? I don't even know. Wow. I honestly feel like we could have this conversation all fucking night. I I have so many more things on this list. 
I definitely think uh, I need to take a day off work just to watch some movies now because yeah. this definitely put me in the mood. Absolutely. I'm going to make like a big batch of cookies. Yes. And I'm going to get like bottles of wine. Perfect. And I'm going to get a blanket. And, and I'm going to come over. Yeah. I'm only getting up to pee. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> if your kids are here, we'll tell them to bring us food. Oh, perfect. We hey. should do it on a day when they are here. Bring me snacks. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that everyone is staying safe and staying warm and staying healthy. And now you have a lot of uh, recommendations for ways to pass your time in quarantine. <laughs> Maybe we've triggered some memories for you, too. You Maybe. go back and rewatch something you haven't seen in 20, 30 years. Right. Like um, Karate Kid or The NeverEnding Story. Or Mannequin. Do you remember oh, that movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know. Major League. <gasps> Short Circuit. Oh, remember that? Ooh, Adventures in Babysitting. We should show the kids that one soon. Yeah, we should. Well, they remade it. No, they've fuck seen that. the remake. Oh, they have. Yeah, the Parent Trap. That's been remade like a oh, hundred times. So many of them have been remade. Okay, we it's better stop because. Oh my god, I could do this all day. Okay. Oh, I forgot one we should have mentioned. It's my last one. I swear to God. <laughs> Clerks. Ooh, yes. Now I'm really done. I just don't even know how to, like, I didn't say Goodwill Hunting. I didn't say American Beauty. I didn't say fucking... Very tricky, because you've just said all those things. <gasps> Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, Pan's... Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, that's why I just said it. I'm surprised that you saw that. It's good. It is good. It's real weird. Point Break. Ugh. Fuck, Pretty Point Woman. Break. Boomerang. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> True romance? God. Was it Road Trip? What's the one with the ladies where the chick pees? Girls Trip. <laughs> Girls Trip. That's a good one. That's funny. Oh, my God. Clueless. Ugh. Billy Madison. Friday. Seven. Dangerous Minds. <laughs> God damn it. Can't stop. Okay. I will stop, though. I promise. All right. Everyone, thank you for listening. We are so appreciative of all of you. We are doing this for ourselves, but mostly for you people. So we're <laughs> glad that you're out there. If you are enjoying it, please go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe and rate and review and all that good stuff. And you can find us on the socials at Prosecco Theory. That's right. And you could hit us up on the socials or via email at cheers at prosecotheory.com and let us know if we missed any obvious, amazing movies that should have been mentioned here today. We did. Like Dirty Dancing. Nobody said that. <laughs> we talked about Dirty Dancing when we talked about Crazy Stupid Love. Doesn't that count? We did? Oh, we just said the Dirty Dancing moment. Yeah. What about, um, what's the one with Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner? The Bodyguard? The Bodyguard. No. I love that movie. Okay, yeah. we really need to stop. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Okay. Cheers, Megan. Cheers. Cheers.